Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Let me talk to you here for a second. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Here, let me explain real quick. First off, it's free. That is the best word in the English language. Free. There's also a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and much, much more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. That's big. I mean huge for brand new podcasters. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just download the free Anchor app or go to anchorfm.com to get started. Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand-assembled in the USA, Fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you, ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 to get 15% off your order today. That's code POD15 at FractureMe.com. Hello and welcome to the main event, Mark's Podcast, very special unplanned bonus edition. I'm your host, Troy, and with me today is not Greg. I actually have a very special guest with me, which I will get to in just a moment, but I'm not sure if any of you have noticed, but this past weekend, AEW had a very big pay-per-view. They filled the amphitheater at Daly's Place. And they had a little show called Double or Nothing. Now, there's some dispute about whether this or All Out is considered their big show of the year. I'm going to say it's Double or Nothing. All Out, I think, is almost like a SummerSlam for them. And it, you know, kind of matches up time-wise as well. But either way, we never talk current product on the show. But I had a very special guest on, and I couldn't help but talk some current product after watching the pay-per-view and we got into a rather long discussion and I recorded it all and made it into a bonus episode. So today I have Mr. Warren Hayes from the Mr. Warren Hayes show on. I will put all of his links down in the uh, podcast description for you to check out what he's got going on over in his neck of the woods He's a, He was a very good uh, fill-in for Greg, and uh, we talked a lot of AEW, past, present, future, and we ran down Double or Nothing. So I hope you enjoy this very special unplanned bonus show that we're throwing at you. It's a big thank you to all of our fans for sticking with us for an entire year, and we hope to bring you more content. 
in this next year that you will all love. But in the meantime, here's me, your host with the most, Troy, with Mr. Warren Hayes talking about Double or Nothing. Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand-assembled in the USA, Fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you, ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 to get 15% off your order today. That's code POD15 at FractureMe.com. Since you cover current stuff, we never talk about current stuff here on the product, maybe a fleeting <laughs> A fleeting thing here or there, I vaguely keep up with it, more AEW than anything. My co-host keeps up with everything. Uh, I've got to ask you, is this – for spoiler for anybody that doesn't know, we record ahead of time. So um, we did not get a chance to talk about this on last week's show. But i got to ask you, what do you think of Double or Nothing? I thought it was a very solid show. I think it was. I thought it was a very, 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 very solid show. Uh, I thought that, uh, well, I, I think straight off the bat, we have to say that um, Double or Nothing had the greatest pre-show match of all time in Serena Deeb versus Rio. I, th- I thought that was absolutely amazing. I got to go uh, back and watch that. That's the only match I have not seen yet. Uh, it, personally speaking, it's my match of the night. I don't think there's okay. anything that topped that. Serena Deeb, look, I don't know if you if you hang around Twitter all that much or the, you know, the, the Reddits and all of that. You know, when people when people talk about Serena Deeb being uh, wrestling like Bret Hart, uh, Uh she is not mistaken. And and it, it, you know, the comparison was all the fresher for me since, you know, I got to watch a pay-per-view where Bret was heavily uh, was heavily a part of. Right. So I I just recently watched some of, you know, some prime Bret Hart. And I was like, my God, like this woman is absolutely fantastic. So uh, so there's that. I, I, I thought uh, I thought the tag team match, the Bucks and Moxley and Kingston, that surpassed my expectations. That was I, I thought it was incredibly good. I will say this uh, not to uh, sorry to cut you off there. No, no, that's uh, I'll fine. Say, I'll say this about the tag match. Uh, I and I am a big Bucks fan. Greg sure. is not. He, mm-hmm. he can't stand them. I I go the other way. I I love them. However, I will say this about this match. It on one hand it did surpass my expectations. On the other hand, I, I it was a roller coaster ride for me. As in, I started off hating it because the Bucks are just like beyond goofy with their new heel personas, and <laughs> it, it makes it annoys me, which I guess is supposed to be the point. But uh, yeah, but I started off hating it, and then I loved it halfway through, and then by the end of it, I went I was rolling my eyes, going, "Okay, Moxley just kicked out of like." everything under the sun and they've hit 5,000 super kicks. And now, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It, it seemed like a little too much at the end, but other than that, I liked it. Uh, I mean, they did have to murder his head to yes. finally put him down. Right. I mean, so, so, so <sighs> yeah. there's that. Um, yep. and, and, you know, I'm not a fan of, of triple threats in main event, like in championship matches. I really am not like, I'm not a fan of, of, of triple threats. This is probably WWE one of the for me. Pardon me. <laughs> WWE killed them for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, you see, you see them a little too much. This is I. This is one of my favorite main event triple threat matches that I've ever seen. I thought it was great. Uh, I like. Shout it. out to promotions though. 
that you know i'm not saying hey let's do more <laughs> that's right. not what i'm saying but this one no. was really good yeah wwd i don't remember what year it was um but i i don't know if you remember there was a certain year uh, i want to say might have been 2015 uh, but i might be off uh where wwe a uh, running joke between me and my friends was how are they going to add more people to this main event because it just seemed like everything was a six-pack challenge, a five-pack challenge, fatal four-way, mm-hmm. um, all year. And I was like, not everybody has to be in a match. I, but, I, I think it was indicative of that whole era, actually. Like, yeah. the multi-man matches, that was crazy. Uh, it was lazy booking, in yeah. my opinion. Well, like, look, I mean, WrestleMania 22 was a, the main event with a, was a triple threat. Mm-hmm. Uh, WrestleMania 24. Four to twenty-five as well. Yeah, you know, uh, 20- I mean, it's it, it it's not it's it's just a little bit overdone, you know. And to me, it's like you're look, I, I, it's a whole other discussion for a whole other topic and a whole other show, you know. But yeah. I think that if you're if you if you can properly build stars, you should never have a problem. <laughs> to book a one-on-one match that will get people compelled enough to watch your pay-per-view or buy it or whatever, whatever, right. whatever your, your economic model is at the time, you know? Um, yep. I think it was a big problem. And uh, well, this, this show, I will say uh, I laughed when Leo rush was, uh, came out for the casino battle Royal. Not yeah. cause I don't like him. I do. I do like some of the stuff he does in the ring. I think he's a little full of himself, but that's neither here nor there. But I laughed because Greg absolutely hates him. Oh, really? And and when he came out, I laughed out loud and I went, oh, because I, I watched it the night of, whereas uh, Greg went to Disneyland, so he couldn't watch it live. And I went, oh, man, I can't wait to hear Greg's reaction to this. And he just texted me, he said, Leo Rush, yay. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, and I said, "Yep, I knew what your reaction was going to be." But the match was saved, in my opinion. Like it was, it was a fine battle royal. But the match was saved, in my opinion, in the end, where I because I thought, "Well, Christian's going over," but he, it you was too. Jungle Boy. Mm-hmm. That, Christian yeah. was my prediction. I mean, yeah. uh, that's the uh, that was the um, uh, like like it, it, if you followed Christian's. I, story or gimmick you know whatever you want to call it since coming into AEW, he was like no i don't want to i don't want to be thrown into a title situation i want to earn my way there right and he's been having solid super solid matches uh winning i was like okay well this is where they're going to give christian his title shot but no actually when i did my predictions i was like christian's going over but if you had to give me a plan b it's jungle boy so either way i win in my book I win. And the, well, and the crowd loved Jungle Boy. They blew for him. Just so. complete. And I don't know if you – I mean, we're definitely off track here. But I don't know if you watched uh, Elevation yet. No, I have not. He wrestled on Elevation. The pop that he got on Elevation is it, – it's. I think it surpasses the one when he won uh, the awesome. Battle Royal. It's, he's so over. It's ridiculous. That's great. I love that. And uh, Greg especially loves him because he started an APW out in California. Sure. So uh, now it, as far as <laughs> my favorite comment from Greg about the show is he said, who told the women to have a good match? 
<laughs> because I'm no, I mean, I don't know if you're in the same boat as me and a lot of other people, apparently, but it just seems like the one weak point from the start of AEW mostly has been their women's division. Mm-hmm. They play, they played it up like it meant something, but the matches sucked. It didn't really mean anything. And I just, Riho was fine, but I never looked at her as like, oh yeah, this is the champ. Sure. And then when it went to, I, Nyla Rose held it for a second, and then it went to Sheeta, and Sheeta's been tearing it up for, what, a year, over a year at this point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, you know, it was time. It was time for Britt Baker. I thought she sucked when she came in. She improved very quickly, and she got very over. She got, it was odd that she got more over when she was sitting in a wheelchair than anything. And if if that isn't an indication of how strong her character was and how bad they were missing the mark on her, trying to make her, you know, the the smiling baby face ace yeah. of the company, right, of the or, or of the women's division. Now you can you can argue, like people keep saying, she's the face of the women's division. That's unquestionable. But you can argue she's right. one of the top three acts in the company right now. Oh yeah, she got a major pop, and I mean, I. I will agree. Like Greg said, yeah, she did get a big pop, but let's, you know, this is the first show with a packed house. Everybody's going to be hot. Let's see if she sustains it. But if the internet, which isn't always right, obviously, but if that's any indication, she's very over and going to be over for a long time. I think, um, I think we have, because just as a quick side note, a sidebar, I completely agree with your assessment of how AEW uh, managed its women's division since the onset. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I, and I know that, you know, pe- there are a lot of people who follow that, that logic. And there's a lot of people at the same time who are critical of that, you know, saying, well, and coming up with extremely very, very valid points. And I was like, well, you know, a lot of the women were, uh, that were in the division were from overseas and COVID hit. Yep. And what are you going to do? And they're stuck. And I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Absolutely. They're absolutely right. But if the women's division was indeed a focus, was indeed a focus of wanting to improve and build on, um, they could have easily continued hiring women from North America because I don't know if you noticed, but the pandemic didn't keep AEW from hiring new dudes, right? Right, yeah. And And they weren't putting the same kind of TLC into the women's division, at least on the front face. Now, uh, you can see that over time, they stacked up some proper training for for the women, uh, helped them out quite a bit. You know, uh, like you had a woman like Chris Statlander come into the company and Statlander had been working the indies, I think, like five or six years when she landed in AEW. And working the indies, and I know it's stupid, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, yeah, 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 send them back to the PC to learn where the to work the hard cam, but there is something about working a live television production that you don't learn on the indies. You know, right. Because I have people tell me, well, you have guys walking walking around with cameras. Yeah, but the the talent is never instructed to play for the cameras. They're, they're not, because you're not, even if the show is taped and being broadcast on fight, the talent is performing for the live audience. That's that's the that's the conceit of it whereas so what my point is when statlander came in statlander's a great wrestler but she was a little deer in the headlights when it came to 
live production and you got to understand that that's just the thing that's that just happens and it only comes with training by being put in that position and so on and so forth so they did get to it uh and this was supposed to be a sidebar to my actual point <laughs> which no was problem the it, it, Britt baker because you were saying you know it's it, it's crazy she got over while she was in a wheelchair she'll be over for a long time and you know we have been critical i have been critical clearly you guys have been too in regards to the women's division i think it's improving but the one thing that you cannot fault aew on it's uh it's resetting and rehabilitating wrestlers who aren't getting themselves over they did it with brit they were like okay brit's not working heel turn and by god it's been great remember hangman when he when he failed to capture the title from jericho and he was getting yep. very very tepid reactions then suddenly they they make him this confused uh heavy drinker gets over with the crap and i did you hear the pop that hangman got when he came out uh, yes or nothing fantastic yes. the dark order is another great example of something to really like now let's let's flip this on its head we got to try something else and you have to you have to appreciate that instead of trying to shove it down our throats and be like, yes, you're going to like this. Yes, you're going to like this. Oh, this isn't working. Let's try something else. And that's exactly the story with Brit. And like I said, not only is she the face of the women's division, she's been the face of the women's division for months at this point. She's one of the top three acts in the company. Yeah, for sure. And uh, on the flip side of that, um, by the way, I'm going to cut this out and have it a, uh, a YouTube exclusive <laughs> for because I, I need more uh, I need more YouTube content anyway. <clears throat> but uh, on the flip side of you talking about rehabbing and and building up my least one of my least favorite moments of the night was the Cody match. Mm -hmm. And I'm a Cody fan. I have been from the get go. But he comes out this this uh, this whole feud with uh is anthony agogo yes I, I forget his name okay see i forget his name but he comes out this whole feud with him i've just been like uh because it just seems like it came out of left field mm -hmm. doesn't really he's feuding with i i get he's feuding with qt marshall uh for whatever that's worth and he's like a student of qt's so whatever but it's like I don't know. I was kind of messing around with with Greg because he's like, I'm all for an American pride kind of feud, whatever. But it's like, do we really have beef with England at this point? And I and I told him, I said, well, yeah, see, Anthony started it because he's trying to get us back for dumping their tea in the harbor and and taking their colonies away from them and sending them back to the queen. And, and then we're retaliating to those imperialist bastards, you know, trying to keep our land, I, I guess. I don't know. And also, at the same time, Cody's single-handedly fighting racism, don't you know? So, yeah. Because he, he's, you know, I don't know if you know this, but, but he's married to a black woman. Say what? I, I know. It's, it's nuts, and, and they're having a biracial child. That first time I ever hear him talk about that, he must have been keep, keeping that very close to the chest. Never, yeah, he, never heard him talk publicly about it. Yeah, yeah, she's not on TV enough, so you don't get to see enough of Brandy effing Rhodes. And I don't know. I mean, I'm all for a, like, you know, a, a yay America thing on on you know Memorial Day weekend, whatever. It just seems so 
random and weird. And then he's coming out and they freaking Justin Roberts, the grandson of a plumber, the son of the American dream and the future father. And I'm like, for God's sake, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is this really getting Cody over anywhere but in his own mind? Um, yeah, if if anything, I'd say right now, Cody is probably one of the most divisive individuals in wrestling talk right now because he used to get a huge pop. Oh, everyone remember? loved him. But, yeah. I mean, how could you not like you remember, like you said, when when AW started, like he was he was one of the front facing individuals who was always out there talking to the media and like he's get, getting me excited. He, he has this great match with Dustin. Right. Yeah. Oh my God, this is awesome. He does the moonsault off the cage onto Wardlow. Everyone goes, my God, look at this. You know, this guy's off his TNT run where he just goes up and down and he's putting over guys, even though. The guys are necess- aren't necessarily winning. He gave, right. you know, he basically gave Ricky Starks a job, you know, yep. th- that one he was, time. You know, he he was almost the whole... doing the John Cena. You uh, remember John Cena with the U.S. title challenge? Sure. But yeah. I think he, I think in this case, because, but that's WWE at the same time. It's like WWE, you lose your, you know, your, it's a death sentence. Whereas in AEW, I don't necessarily yeah. see it like, like that. I don't think it's portrayed yeah. like that, but hell, he even put... Uh, Brody Lee over. Let him let yep. him squash him. Like literally squash him. Cody got no offense in on that match when he lost the title. You know? I I did feel they blew that one though because you do? it just it well it because it started off hot and then he comes back with the dark hair because apparently he was in oh. a movie or something. Okay, yeah. And and then it's like they have one match, he beats Brody and the the dog sense. collar yeah, and the dog collar thing seemed so out of left field, and well, I'm like, I feel like they just wanted to have a dog collar match. You know, here's Cody, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I think it also rings rings true to the raw raw USA thing that he was doing. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, by the way, I'm Canadian, so it, you know, it doesn't speak to me a lot, right? Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, so the just as a preface, you know, I'm not, you know, um, <laughs> the. Cody, Cody loves his Southern wrestling, right? Oh he, yeah. That and that's his entire shtick is that he's going to he brings back the blood, yeah, the the weekly TV title, you know, the a la NWA, T, mm-hmm. you know, TNT title, the TV title being defended week after week, the workhorse title. Then you know it does the it does the dog collar match and stuff like that's it's so so mid-south georgia territory <laughs> stuff but it really is and that's not i'm not saying that as a bad thing but right. i think cody's biggest gimmick right now is making us believe that he was back that he was there back in old school wrestling days because he keeps bringing it up he keeps talking about it and like bro you wrestled. You came up in the 2000s. You wrestled yeah. in Ring of Honor. You wrestled in New Japan. You you're you're not, you may have had your dad was Dusty Rhodes. That's fine. You knew all these old dudes. You, they yeah. they pop by your dad's house. They they'd have barbecues, cookouts. They'd ask him for a job. Hey, Dusty, can you put me over on the next, uh, on the next show? He, he knew all these people. That's fine. But brother, you came up through 
a system as opposed to the territories. It's a, so when he does that kind of thing, I'm like, I get what you're doing, Cody. Like, I get it. But you're not the revival, you know, of right. of old school wrestling. If anything, watching friggin' Steve Borden, 62-year-old Sting, bump bumping around, taking dives off of stages. <laughs> that to me, I'm like, that that to me is a revival. That's like, okay, we're into something deep here. But I don't know, man. Cody is a he's he's on his own plane of existence, and and I don't know anyone in wrestling who is like, eh, well, it's Cody. He I, he doesn't bother me. It's you. You're either into what he's doing or you hate it. I think right. it's hard to find anyone who has some true middle ground on him. Yep. Yeah. I well, I have a a friend, a mutual friend of Greg and I's. He calls. I think he calls him uh, Two Star Cody or something like that. <laughs> he he can't stand him. Uh, so it it is what it is. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of most things he does. I have not liked anything he's done in the last like oh at least six months, maybe longer. The fact that he was coming out to that Snoop Dogg remix of his song pissed me off so bad because his song is like amazing. He's got one of the greatest theme songs of all time. And then he remixed it with the, with Snoop Dogg. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know you're putting over your show. But stop it. Uh, also, I wanted I, I wanted to mention you. You blew my mind again by reminding me that Cody was the son of Dusty Rose. I don't think he mentions that on a you know weekly basis. Uh, I mean, but, I think you, know. you have to do a bit of research on it. Uh, I think, it, you know, there's some very obscure. Uh, I, I think it's like it's like on the third page of cagematch.net. Yeah, he tries to keep he tries to keep it quiet. Tries to keep. Yeah, he like he wants to work his way up on his own. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, he ain't but, no Charlotte Flair, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> well, you actually brought up uh, one of my the last two things I wanted to mention uh, real quick. I, I did want to backtrack to one little point with the tag match. Um, I noticed and, and I haven't been keeping up with every episode of Dynamite, so I don't know if he's changed on Dynamite or if uh, Double or Nothing was the debut of it. I'm still not a fan of Moxley coming out to Wild Thing, but I will say I like the fact that they switched it to the one from Major League. Yeah. That one is a million times better than the original it's a that good he was coming out to. I, yeah, I, he's he's used it a couple of times uh, on Dynamite so far. He yeah, like he 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 used the original Wild Thing on the Yuji Nagata match. I remember that, and I absolutely hated it. I thought oh it looked so I, corny. Complete opposite for me. Mm-hmm. I loved the really? whole thing. I was like, this is it. This is. Uh, I thought the whole Yuji Nagata stuff on that night was impeccable. Nagata coming out with Ren Narita. They're doing the walk, you know, the the, the camera shot of them walking to the ring. Nagata does his poses on the rings, uh, on the ring, on, on the turnbuckles. Moxley does the same wild thing. He's got Kingston with him. I just, I was like, like to me, that's the spectacle that that's that's pro wrestling. You don't need incessant fireworks you just need shit that evokes emotion you know i liked that just nailed it man i I I just i just loved his theme so much the aew 
original theme for him. I loved it so much. When they switched it to Wild Thing, I, I hated it. I, I like I like the new version from Major League. I'll say that. Sure. Uh, but I still prefer his original theme. But that's just me. I want I want he has to come out at some point with, you know, thick glasses and what was it? They were the Orioles, right? And no, it was the Indians. Oh, the my, Indians. Oh, that's right. Yes, my team. <laughs> so he has to come out with a Cleveland ball cap at some point. Like he has to reference it at some point. They do. Well, well, the problem is he can't because he's from Cincinnati, so he's probably not very much of a fan of of Cleveland. Sports. Okay, that's so. that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. Because I was thinking about that too. I'm like, ah, uh, he probably won't come out in a Ricky Vaughn jersey. No. But, uh, but, uh. Yeah, but the last two things I wanted to touch on, 62-year-old Sting bumping around oh. like he hadn't missed a step. And and uh, somebody pointed out very, something very subtle that I didn't even think about until just now, but he squatted with the Scorpion Deathlock, whereas normally he just, like, kind of bends over. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm not getting down there. So he's he's actually – he's putting in some effort. He looks like he's having fun. So I, I I dig it, man. I realize a 62 year old man just beat, uh, you know, or pinned uh, uh, Scorpio Sky, which you know you can argue about. But at the same time, he earned it. I mean, he he wasn't he didn't just come out there, uh, hit a stinger splash and win. You know, uh, he, I appreciated everything he did in the ring, and I already thought that he did a lot in the cinematic match. A couple of oh, months. for sure. Like, I was like, man, look at him go. But now he's doing it live. And to me, that was a huge deal for everything he was pulling off. And I can only I can only applaud him for wanting to do that, you know, to to go in and just give give an extra bit of gas on it because he could he you know what? You know what? All that audience wanted. I'll tell you what this the audience wanted, Troy. They wanted him to come in. Scream it's showtime. Do a stinger <laughs> splash. Yep. Do a death drop. Do a death lock. And that's it. That's yep. all. They just wanted to pop for the dude's moves. But yep. they got so much. We got so much more. Yes. And that's fantastic. Well, and and if there's one thing that this is, the, and this is the thing that I appreciate most, and I hope, I hope it's going his way. Well, you feel like it's going his way, but I hope it'll make him happy and and I go back to the the thing that stuck with me the most of the Undertaker documentary that was on the WWE Network when Taker was like, you know, you just don't know when to stop, right? It's like yeah. you, you want to end, but you don't know when to end, and you feel like you're giving up. You want, you always feel like you have one more in you. Sting was taken away, was told by WWE, you can't wrestle anymore, and he's like, no, yeah. no, I don't want to go out. And they never gave him like the the, the goodbye. That this kind yep. of guy, this this, I mean, we toss the word icon around a lot, especially that's one of his nicknames. But that's what he is. This is a guy who, oh, yeah. who was a WCW loyalist when even when Vince was lapping their guys up, he was like, no, I'm sticking here. He carried a company on his back, even in the dark years, even in the freaking later years of WCW, he still stuck around. The guy's iconic. Yep. Why could he? He has to go out. He feels like he needs to go out on his terms. And I can appreciate that. And I, you cannot not support that. You honestly can't. Yeah, he's doing great. He's not. And here's here's another thing that makes me, you know, all on board the Sting train is 
I don't foresee a time when they're going to put the title on him. No, like, I don't. That's not that's not what they're building towards. And I don't think I, you want. I'm willing to I'm willing to bet ten brand new Canadian rubber bucks because our money's <laughs> rubbery. I don't know if you know this, right? Oh wow, I did not. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> no, yeah. It's like you can't crumple it; it floats. Like if you wow, if you were like. Uh, if the if the police were busting you in a sting and you had like fifty thousand dollars in cash of drug money and you went to flush it into your toilet, you know, because you wanted to get rid of it, you uh-huh. couldn't flush it. Floats. Wow. So yeah, yeah. That's it's crazy. <laughs> so it's biodegradable. Yeah, no, no, oh no, it's absolutely not biodegradable. Or just... yeah, that that's what I meant. <laughs> it's not but yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's awful, terrible. Um so ten it's impossible to counterfeit though. That's the point. Anyway. $10. What would I bet $10 on? I can't remember what we were talking about. Being <laughs> not getting about, the title? Oh, the title. Willing to bet $10. He told Tony Khan. So I, I'm not necessarily interested in the titles. I just want to I just want to go out on my terms and have someone retire me. You know? And he's, and he's putting over Darby. And he's – I mean, look. Here's the thing. I would argue that Darby Allen was, was over from the start. Oh, I think sure. Cody Rhodes – made him a star and i think this shit with sting and i say shit in a good way i think what he's doing with sting right now is just putting him it's just uh, going further it's just like cherries on top of cherries at this point it's just they're making darby allen into a mega star it's ridiculous oh yeah well it's i mean it's killing two birds with one stone because it's uh revitalizing Sting kind of getting the taste of crap out of our mouth that we were mm-hmm. left with when Sting left WWE mm-hmm. and, you know, showing us it's like, OK, you know, it's like if he walked away tomorrow, I'd feel a hell of a lot better yeah. about Sting. But it's accomplishing that. And also it's given Darby that all important rub, brother. Yeah. Oh, God. And and how do you, do you remember? What was it? Was it two weeks ago when? Yeah, it was two weeks ago when. Darby lost the title to Miro. You remember just yeah. that, that little scene, that little moment where Darby is at the, he just, he's getting the shit pummeled out of him, and he's on the bottom ropes. He's and he just looks over to Sting, and Sting just and he he shares a glance with him. Sting just mumbles something to him, and they they fist bump each other. Do you remember that moment? Yeah, I'm going to remember that moment forever. Yeah, that was that was- so simple and. Cool, and you're like, look, this is perfect. This is exactly what this partnership is. I loved it so hard, and I'm gonna remember it. I remember it vividly. And you know what? No, no two minute monologue being picked up by microphones around the ring. Just a little natural, simple moment, and it, everything just connected. It was perfect. I loved it so much. Yep. Yeah. That uh, that pairing is. Is great, and I, I guarantee Darby's getting a lot behind the scenes from Sting as well. Oh God, yes. So it it, it ha- he has to be. Uh, and last thing, the uh, I, I'll censor myself here, but as uh, as Jim Cornette would put it, football field effery of uh, 2.0 here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the stadium stampede. What did you think? I didn't like it. Really? Yeah, I'm very categorical on it. I didn't like it. Uh, wow. I thought I thought it was drawn out. Yeah, I think it was ten minutes too long. Uh, wow. I think it. I think they should have brawled more for the live crowd. If if I if I had been in the live crowd, I would have been a little pissed. Not gonna lie. 
Um, they should have brawled more live in in, in the crowd. Uh, I think that the I was shocked that they did comedy. Um, really? Because I felt like I felt like they couldn't do comedy after Blood and Guts. Because just a couple of weeks ago, these guys these guys were in a cage. They were bleeding their hearts out. They were mm-hmm. destroying each other. The in the promo week before that, Dax Hardwood is telling Santana, make sure to tell your kids, give them a kiss, and tell your kids daddy's not coming home. Telling him he's gonna kill him. Right? Yeah. And then yep. you end up in Oh, suddenly FTR and Pride and Powerful are fighting in a club where Conan is DJing? What am I <laughs> what? This was okay. it was a big, big disappointment for me, especially since on the go home show, they they hit pile drivers through tables off of the, 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 the ramp thing. Yeah, that one was a little weird. So um, I was like, Okay, so they are going to go violent on each other again. I was honestly super disappointed. I get why the inner circle won because ultimately what Double or Nothing was, it was a thank you show for the fans. We're going to have all your favorites win. We're going to, we just want to hear you cheer. We want you to be happy. Inner circle goes over. Everyone's sitting in Judas. Everyone's happy, but inner circle should have lost. The match should have been completely different. It should have been shorter. I didn't like it. I thought it was... To me, it's another it's another main event paper. It's another main event gimmick main event that AEW doesn't deliver on. Wow. See, I felt the. I, I, see, I knew I going into it, I knew what to, to expect goofiness and some comedy. I felt they played it way down from the first one. Oh, sure, so, for sure. There was no one resurrecting from after being drowned. <laughs> I'll right. give you that. And there was nobody doing. Uh, Northern Light suplexes across the football field from one end to the other. So that you know, I I like that. Uh, I like that they there there was a little bit of comedy, but even some of the comedy they took seriously. Like the um, this wasn't necessarily comedy, but I thought it was kind of stupid. The the Sean Spears stuff where he's surrounded by chairs. Like I I don't know what his yeah, obsession with chairs have- is. And you'll have to forgive me because my my college football um, knowledge isn't quite up, but the coach that Jacksonville just hired. Oh, uh, Urban Meyer. That was my favorite part because he was a coach for the Ohio State Buckeyes last time we won a national championship. So he's forever in my heart. (laughs) That was close to your heart. But like for me, I'm like, there's a guy throwing footballs to Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho is pelting MJF with the footballs. To me, I'm like, what's going on? That to me is ha-ha comedy because if I'm MJF, I'm like, screw you, you guys, and you know, kick him in the nuts or something. You know what I mean? It's like they're just throwing footballs at you and he's selling them like chair shots. Well, that was that was another one where it's like there was a lot of comedy, but they but they made it a little bit more serious too because then he took a stapler and like stapled his freaking head, and I'm like, holy crap! Ah, yeah, well, ah, look, it it didn't. It didn't connect for me at all. I I really didn't like it. I, I will I, say I think, it's, I think it's a downgrade from last year, and it was it just I thought it should have been something completely else. Well, one negative, it should not have come after blood and guts. Absolutely freaking not. That 
It just it was stupid. I get the stipulate. You know, they wanted to, it's like, OK, one more try. And if you fail here, then, you know, you break up. But it's like, shouldn't the war games be the end all be all? Like, well, um, like traditionally war games matches aren't blow offs. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, so I, it doesn't really bother me if they want to keep it. it the, the thing, though, the thing that Troy, where I'll, where I'll meet you on, the, the, I think the common ground we can find here is that if you're going to do blood and guts and you're going to continue this feud, this sucker needs to elevate. You yeah. need to bring it to another level. It's you have to ramp everything up. And that's honestly, that's what I was expecting from from. Uh, from the stadium stampede, no comedy, brutal arena fighting, but no, we got we got a kind of a watered down version of what happened last year. Yeah, I'll, I agree to an extent with with, with that for sure. Uh, the one positive I've really got to put over is Sammy Guevara getting the final pin. Well, shocker, shocker, shocker. Sammy Guevara is going to be a star for the company. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> right. He had that. He had that that stumble where he was a young, stupid kid saying and doing young, stupid kid things. And we can we can say, yes, he's he was an adult. He should have known better. But, you know, I've never said anything like that. OK, no, but that kind of when, shit never came out of my mouth either. Right. When I when I was what was he, 19 when he said that? Well, old I, so, enough to be having tryouts at the PC. Right. Yeah, he should have he should have known better at the age of 19. That kind of it's like like people put over there like or, you know, talk about they said that's not even like a euphemism for anything like no. who just like says. That? But he got caught up in the moment, and said, you know, on a shock jock radio show and said something really effed up and inappropriate at the age of 19. I don't think we should skewer him for the rest of his adult life because of it especially because he's never shown a propensity for actually doing that kind of stuff you know sure. nobody's ever accused him of being a creep or of really i mean that's the only negative i've ever heard about him other than uh there for a while when he was wrestling matt hardy people were saying he was taking some liberties and getting a little too excited uh but it seems like he's calmed down and uh, you know, I mean, I whichever know. way you look at it, I think outside of him, because I agree, you know, I think I, it, it was a stupid thing to say, and it reinforces so many disgusting, uh, so many disgusting aspects of, you know, of how women, perce- men perceive women and whatever, you know, like, right. I'm in the, uh, uh, in you, the wrestling you can't space, especially. It. Right. But, you know, if. If he's, you know, I think I think he's shown change. I think he's taken it seriously enough. And the thing here is that Guevara is a star. That's the thing. So oh yeah. He picks up the win. Of course, you're going. I think it's a big, big deal that Sammy got the got the pin. Saves the inner circle to a certain degree. You know, he's the one who picked up this, yep. he picked up the win for the team. I mean, it's a big, big freaking deal. It's Especially huge. after he's the one that surrendered at um, Blood and Guts. Right. Yes. So it it comes full circle. Yes. And full he's the one who on left the inner, the inner circle because it didn't feel like the inner circle anymore. Like there's a good story in there in regards to how he felt, how he feels about his team, you know? 
for sure. Yeah, it's probably very, probably the most loyal member. Yeah, it was it was a really it, it was really good. And final thing here, I'll just ask you to wrap it all up. Do I've I've seen some people say, and Greg said he was hard pressed to think of a better one. Do you think this is the best AEW pay per view yet, or no? Mm. That's a good question. I was sitting really thinking about because I'm thinking about a better top to bottom show mm-hmm. because I can think of shows with better main events, shows with better matches, whatever. But it's spotty. It's not top to bottom as good like this one. I kept waiting. I was like, OK, where there's going to be one match in here that's going to make me roll my eyes and I'm going to be like, oh, this sucks. I mean, th- we had that with the Cody match, but it was short and got in and out and did its thing whatever and and it didn't suck it was just kind of like eh who cares you know right yeah so i don't know i i can't really think of another one that was top to bottom better than this one this may be the best aew show yet uh i'm just thinking like i'm i'm not gonna lie i'm doing i'm pulling up some cards here just to make sure i'm not missing anything um yeah see full gear last year was good but there were yeah full gear was a weird one yeah because you know yeah you had the matt hardy injury and uh, yeah that wasn't that wasn't great um <laughs> right you know all out last year i also thought was a was an iffy show uh yeah mm, yeah i mean off the top of my head it's because i you know i always go back to revolution 2020 which I think was, which I think was an amazing show. Um, yeah, that had, one I can't. You you had um, well, you had the uh, Omega Page Young Bucks match on it, right? So, oh yeah, yeah. You know d- that that one, but I see you did have Jake Hager and Dustin Rhodes, which wasn't great. Mala Rose and Chris Statlander, if memory serves me right, that wasn't great either. Yeah. MJF versus Cody, which uh, under delivered despite the build. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a top to bottom awesome show. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, I'll. I'd probably have to think about it a bit more, but I think off my gut, I would say yeah. I think there's a lot more to love about this show than the opposite for sure. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, for anybody out there listening, Greg and I are currently thinking about. I mean, we got to see if ticket prices, but. All Out is going to be in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, it's about a uh, five-minute drive, or five-minute, gosh, I wish, a five-hour drive from my house, and uh, Greg can get cheap airfare in Chicago. We're thinking about, we we went in there, we did this for Survivor Series and War Games 2019. Sure. We're thinking about... We're thinking about doing it again for All Out. It would be my first non-WWE pay-per-view ever. So I'm going to try to go to that one, and, and so Greg. So, yes, hopefully hopefully we can get there. And uh, I don't know who's going to be on top for that one, but uh, we'll see. Stay yeah. tuned. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. 
With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church, VA. 844-759-7732. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this very special bonus edition. Unplanned bonus edition, I might add, of the Main Event Marks podcast talking about current product, which, like I said, we never, ever talk about, but I just couldn't help it with Mr. Warren Hayes. We had a pretty good discussion. I hope you all enjoyed it. Definitely go follow him. All of his links are down in the podcast description. Check us out on the Unhinged Sports Network every Wednesday live at 8 p.m. And again, we got to replay at 9.30 p.m. That is Eastern Time. That's unhingedsn.airtime.pro. And of course, subscribe to the podcast feed so you can check us out every Wednesday. And the second to last Friday of every month, we bring you a special bonus show. But for our one-year anniversary, we brought you this, talking about double or nothing. We'll see you all next time. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.